Welcome to the Tone Jerks Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Gower. With me today, we got... Kyle McIntyre. And we have, uh, yeah, new faces here. Special <laughs> guests. <laughs> Special in guests in the house. Uh, you want to introduce yourselves, fellas? Yep. Steve. I'm Adam. Uh, we're from Hardly Human. From I the band Hardly yeah. Human, yeah. Yeah. I think we've been trying to schedule this for a couple... Four years. Yeah, yeah. Like at least that. a year. Yeah. <laughs> for a while now, but we got them here. It's cool. It seems to be our style here. It's just like, yeah, we're going to do that. Shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Hardly Human. Uh, we've been playing a, uh, a lot of shows with you guys, at least this mm-hmm. like past yeah. year, especially. But yep. um, you guys have a new album. You guys got shows coming up, and we're going to talk some gear. We'll get into that in a little bit. But before that, Kyle, what is new in your world? What is shaking? What is well, grooving? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I have those uh, Volca, those Korg Volca mm-hmm. units. And. Um, I was talking to a buddy last week about them and I was like, fuck, I need to start playing those. So I started like recording into the computer with them. So into the, sorry, into the computer, into the DAW, into yeah. uh, Reason. It's kind of, it's like a way different world, like to record. It's MIDI, it talks to it through MIDI, which is really cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause so I can I send the clock and I can send. Last week, I think you were saying about how to get that all set up and you yeah. had these ideas in like, your head. So I was they work like, out. I'm just going to fucking just <laughs> sit here for three hours and stare at it. No, <laughs> just so. work god damn it <laughs> yeah so i actually i i did buy um the i didn't know it even existed but the volca mix so there's a mixer like okay. i really need it <laughs> you know i'll be up on stage with these little tiny like pedal shaped synthesizers yeah but uh yeah so there's a mixer i'm like i'm i might as well try it out and see if i can mix it into that and then run it into the or just i don't know run it through the speakers i was doing that too which was kind of fun yeah. Just the, there's a, I have the beats, I have the synth, and then I have the bass. So I was just kind of like messing around and making shitty songs. And they, <laughs> it, it talks to the, it talks to reason. To reason. Your, okay. The, the so I can set the tempo and reason. Um, I was thinking, um, geez, you got a whole setup here. I know. <laughs> Is this going to become part of Playing Without a Pilot? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Not Kyle, Brian Kyle's, Kyle's going solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, what I was trying to do is, is I wondered, if, so reason you can, I can run the bigger synth I have, the mini log into until like the, the built-in instruments in reason. I say, oh, I want you to play this instrument and I can, I can, you know, change the stuff inside yeah, yeah. the program. But I was like, I wonder if you do it with the Volcas. And I'm trying and I don't think I can, I don't think they're that sophisticated where they can tell the computer what to do. It just... Right. I'm just going to play this one thing. Sorry. You're like, we're, <laughs> we're, like this, we're made of plastic and we yeah. have one uh, AA battery. Give us a break, dude. Give <laughs> 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 me some slack, What Jack. do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> you spent $80 on this thing, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess uh, that's just been fun. I mean, I like making music on those things and and I, I don't know if that'll ever be a thing where it's like, Oh, this song is brought to you by a by a Volca Beats or whatever. Because I don't think that they they're not as customizable as what you can do inside the computer program itself. But yeah. this is a fun little, little yeah. thing to actually get this to work and actually like in. Yeah, and it's fun just to like have a physical thing in front of you. Yeah. Even though it's like you said, a piece of plastic, piece of shit. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> it sucks, dick, dude. Um, Step it up. Yeah, I guess. Uh, 
we got some earplugs, right, Brian? They are uh, not earplugs. No, they are. They are acoustic filters and high fidelity <laughs> hearing protection. They're Eros. So this ear o. All right, Eros. Eros. Let's see them. Let's see them. Eros. So uh, we got sent these this week. Actually, really quick. They hit us up on Monday, and we got it on Wednesday. So. Uh, I'm really excited to try these. They're instead of like your normal like foam earplugs or like yeah. the heroes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've been using uh, eargasms for probably a couple years now, maybe a year and a half at least. Okay. And I really dig them. So it's a huge difference from having like foam earplugs because it's basically. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. You, like it cuts out everything, which is good to protect your ears, right? Because like, you're at a show, you don't want to be like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't sound too great. But so you also like I can't hear anybody else. You're like, all right, bye bye symbols. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. sometimes it's good to say bye bye symbols. Yeah, <laughs> it's supposed to be like a decibel cut, right? And they yeah. don't. It's supposed around to the frequencies. Filter things out, and um, up to 25 dB. It um, it's I don't know. It's a totally different design. So uh, not to like talk about the eargasms, which I'm super used to. Um. The eargasms are a lot more just a rubber the whole way, and it has like a little bit of a screen filter. Yeah. I know there's a lot more going into mm-hmm. that. These are a little bit harder, kind of plastic, and they have the filter, like like the actual sound hole through here goes in through. There's a lot of other shit. They send us an email with like a lot more technical <laughs> stuff. Nice. And so, it's, <laughs> they look glad you read that. They look good, <laughs> which I think is kind of cool. It's like oh, it's like they have like giant like yeah. this is your right one, mm-hmm. with the giant yeah. R on there, and then, <laughs> this is your left one, which I think is. Super handy because I'm oh, like yeah. I'm always like dark bar like squinting at it. <laughs> and then um, when I like when I was uh, messing with these, when you put them in your ear, it has like a tab that like you can pull them out. Because mm-hmm. I've gotten uh, earplugs <laughs> yeah, like stuck in, in your stuck in your ear. You're like oh, this is fucking stuck. This fucking stuck. This fucking yeah. stuck. And I'm just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, at the bar, kind of like I'm just itching my ear the whole time. I look like I'm like what the fuck is this no, dude yeah. doing? I'm like, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck. I'm having a mini panic. It's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck. And I'm like, I've even gotten the eargasms kind of stuck because I kind of pop, pushed them all like way too uh, far yeah, in. Yeah. And I'm like, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck, it's stuck. Oh my God, this is my, this is my life now. <laughs> <laughs> now you this take, is what everything sounds this like. This is a pro tip. You take your keys and shove them. <laughs> I don't think I want to shove a metal right. key. Well, a wire coat hanger works yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so these are kind of cool because they kind of, Pop in like that, and then you just lock. And they like twist in, which, yeah. yeah. They kind of uh, almost like lock in, nice. and yeah, they're kind of easy to grab and pull out. So it's almost like they have like a stopper, so it's not going to go yeah. too far into your ear. It's, and it's almost like, like the same every time, right? Mm-hmm. So they kind of lock. Where, yeah, lock it's there. like a like a yeah, it's a little carrying case and stuff like that too. It, it's it's really cool. So they nice. kind of hit, hit us up and sent us these to try yeah, out. I'm, so. I'm stoked to try them out. I mean, I, I know when I put them in earlier, I couldn't hear your bullshit. So. Yeah, so <laughs> it filtered out all the crap. <laughs> um, we haven't tried these in a live situation. So, so far they're comfortable. They're easy to use. Yeah. And yeah. if they... You should we'll, try it tomorrow night. Steve and I have a live situation coming up. If what? Eros wants to send, <laughs> I was gonna. I was actually gonna plug a show tomorrow night. But... <laughs> you borrow mine. I only <laughs> had them for like thirty seconds. <laughs> this, this will come out after that. But yeah, uh, yeah. you guys are playing. Damn it. Uh, that so show would have been really great if we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're playing Ken Club on January eighteenth, and then House of Blues on the thirtieth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But I was actually gonna plug the Rough tomorrow night. That's, oh yeah, yeah, they're, 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 they're yeah. Uh, fr- friends of ours. Uh, yeah, EP release. They're doing yeah, the EP release. Or maybe so, it's a CD. I don't even know. 
full length. They're releasing some music. Yeah, they're releasing music, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> With Fallen Monuments and Ready, Set, Survive. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That'd be uh, definitely good to check it out. And then, um, yeah, trying it in a live band situation and in our own band. Yeah, yeah. And then trying yeah. them at NAMM, too, stuff like that. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'll be perfect for the drum room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I think they... And they didn't like say how easy they are to use and that they don't get stuck in here that was never selling points so i'm really stoked on that but they're also yeah. like a cool design that you could like have these in your ear and it, they kind of look like they would be like airpod e kind of mm-hmm. like yeah, wireless yeah. headphones so if you're like trying to not look like my ears hurt you're at, yeah. the club. <laughs> <laughs> at, at, at like a concert you're like shoving like or yellow orange bright like <laughs> yeah, foam yeah. Earplug, like, that, oh. like flashing like black light like fluorescent yeah. like <laughs> kind of put these in that's a little more subtle i'm like oh this guy's wearing now that I say that, this guy's wearing Air- AirPods or whatever <laughs> at a concert. This guy's What's a- he listening to that's better yeah. than what this guy's we got? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm, I'm super stoked to try them. So, yeah, there's a lot of shows coming up. And, yeah. Um, did you have anything else, Kyle? I was going to toss it to these guys. gun stuff. I don't think that's really... I mean, <laughs> okay, here. You wanted to mention it. it. Let's, let's, let's... I, I bought... Okay. I want to stifle you. I bought a <laughs> uh, speed loader for like... Uh, magazines like when you're out at the range you can instead of having to like click every individual bullet into the magazine you just go that's the worst <laughs> so it's like you just load them up super fast it was kind of crazy I, this isn't crazy i bought it from like ukraine it took like didn't take very long to get here mm-hmm. but i thought that like there was like trade sanctions and shit so i'm like yeah you would think so it, it might it, not get here it got here yeah <laughs> they took my money yeah i mean you know but yeah then, do you ever like or uh, i don't know like i've ordered something once where it was like from Japan and like yeah <laughs> and it always says oh, well. like oh yeah it's like free shipping but it's like oh you might have to pay like customs or whatever yeah. and stuff like that yeah. I'm like I don't even know how to do that yeah so, or how much I hope my Osmo robot gets here yeah <laughs> <laughs> then, South Park reference yeah okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get it so this was just delivered to your door yeah just uh-huh. came you know it it shows that it was sent from New Jersey but I know it was probably repacked in New Jersey. All sketchy things are sent from New Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Especially from, I'm him. From New Jersey. <laughs> pretty sure this Jersey is, boys. Oh yeah. yeah just pretty boy. sure it's from the Ukraine. It yeah. took forever to get here and then it was like it took two days from New Jersey. I'm like, yeah. It's like I don't know, twelve days. I'm like that's cool. I that's guess not, not bad. forever, but yeah. it didn't take twelve days from New Jersey. Have you used sure. it yet? Yeah. yeah. Works nice. really fucking cool really well actually. Just like Fucking sick. It changes. It makes the you feel fucking, like more of a man, you know. <laughs> Change the fucking game, baby. Um, and then I, I just got some parts for uh, one of the ARs I'm building, so now it's done. Ah, so there you go. If you guys are into guns, I'll show you later. But I just know. got a gun nice. for Christmas. Nice. It's uh, actually my one of my grandfather's. Um, he was into like Civil War era black powder. Nice pistols. So my oh. uncle um, actually. For my brother and I, took two of my grandpa's guns, and he got them like in a display case. It's a, I don't, I can't remember the year. It's like a 1965 Navy Colt. Nice. 36 or yeah, 36. That's cool. It's really cool, and it's like, you know, it's operable. Yeah, I can use it. I just have to get hmm. black powder loading stuff, which. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a who knows. That's another beast, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> I think I've shot it when I was a kid, with, like with my grandpa. But it was kind of cool. It's a nice. nice display case. 
Cool. Sweet. Good for home defense. Like, hold on just one second, sir. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to load this. <laughs> I'm loading Give me a little more time. Arm. A couple minutes. <laughs> Hang <laughs> out. Fucking second, would you? Quit fucking crowding me. <laughs> and maybe I can get this done. Get that knife out of here. Go work on the safe. Go work on the safe. I'll have this done in a minute. You have, you have some time over there. <laughs> Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, he's gone. <laughs> Everything's gone. You're like, shit. Well, for the next time, yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my what's new nice uh so you guys kind of alluded to it but you guys got some gigs coming up so uh maybe um adam what's you know besides the gun what's okay uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah what's um, new in your world so we have our annual ken club january show which the last two years we've had a ken club show for steve's birthday because mm-hmm. It's all about Steve, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this one's a little bit later. Your birthday was when? Like two weeks ago? A week ago? Yeah, it was a week ago. Oh, you yeah. just fucked it up. Oh, yeah. You fucked it Whatever. up. Whatever. You know, you, you, you do things for your birthday every year, and then you turn 30 and you stop giving Oh, it was actually shit, on so. Sunday, because that's when you came over and did your pickups. Yep. At, My birthday present, hanging yeah. out with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we've got that going on. And then mm-hmm. we've got, uh, as I said- Who are the other bands on the bill? Uh, 18th is Roman Watchdogs, a uh, nice. touring band from Colorado, which I should know the name of, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> I could bring up the look real quick. <laughs> and then uh, the House of Blues show on the 30th is with uh, Ready, Set, Survive, Aviator Stash, Rosedale, uh, Fishing Fish for, for Chips. chips. Yeah. And that's it. That's exciting. Right? If uh, anyone's looking for a couple thousand tickets to go to yes. that, we have those. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, so you guys are doing the 30th show at House of Blues. And that's also um, put on by another local podcast here, right? Uh, Palapalooza. Palapalooza. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. So, you know, doing a lot for San Diego music. Yeah, we that's did the a- Palapalooza podcast. Uh, right? Was it right before? Or right after Thanksgiving? Right after. Right after Thanksgiving, yeah. and that was cool. And that was actually like three days after we released our EP, which we just did in November twentieth, I think. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. Uh, <laughs> Fucking killer. It sounds great. I've been listening to that one a bunch. Thanks. Thank you. So, uh, I was telling Troy, you guys got to do a crossover podcast. We should. Yeah. I listen to both of them all the time. <laughs> Just do it's one. Like, so I can, yeah, do I a little do, mashup. Do one and done. I don't have to tune into both. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, you, you said it was just that about a month ago or whatever that you guys released that EP. I'll kind of yeah. get more into that, but, uh, I'm assuming good reception. That's fucking killer. That sounds so fucking good. Yeah, my mom said it was pretty good. My mom, <laughs> yeah. and she actually hates everything. I don't think she's listened to it, but but no. it's been a long time coming. You guys have been playing a lot of shows and just busting yeah. it out, like you know, a lot of gigs, a lot of like I'm sure rehearsals and stuff like that. And you guys put on put out the EP. I think a lot of people were waiting for it. But the business. When are you guys gonna fucking get this yeah. out? It only took four years to release four songs. Come on, give us a break. The bu- the business end of being in a band is not the fun part of being in a band it's, it's like the, the dreaded like yeah. planning and scheduling and all that bs and you guys i'm sure very mm. familiar with all that so <laughs> and just to get into record or it's like okay we got these dates that are available and like two or three of us are available one person's not and then you know it's on the calendar two months down the road and then someone's like oh shit i can't do it that day and it's like oh back to the drawing board and then that's how it ends up getting kicked out like four months five months you know it's yeah like, whenever there's an available date yeah. Sounds like just getting a podcast between Brian and I. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm doing something that night. Like the day of. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys have been pretty steady, though, over the past like year and a half, two years. It's been like- We get it done. You know? What is it, 160 episodes or something? Uh, Not that many. No, I mean, 110 we just got. Okay. So That's triple digits, man. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're up <laughs> there. If you count the Patreon episodes, yeah. and we're like- 
200 250 bro yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well a- a- anything else Steve has a new baby. Oh. <clears throat> I do. I just said a baby. Uh, it's a jazz master. It's a ja- Japanese jazz master. <laughs> Got it on reverb. Uh, immediately switched out the bridge pickup because I read the reviews that that just sounded like a Stratocaster pickup. So I went okay. to uh, like, fuck that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I went on to uh, Curtis Novak site. Novak pickup. Oh, he's nice. out of like uh, I think he's out of Riverside or something. Something in California. Yeah, hey, that's but the guy. Yeah, yeah. But the guy I take my guitars to Brandon Madrid. He's mm-hmm. like over in. Where is it? Like almost San Diego. Right? Yeah, it's uh, not Del. Is it Del Cerro? It's like just north of the eight from across from U- uh San Diego State. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That anyway, he has his people that he recommends, and he's always recommended mm-hmm. Novak. And I've used a couple of his pickups; they're pretty good. So is that from Madrid Guitars too? Yeah, 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 yeah. Guitars? Okay. yeah. Yeah, same guy. Yep. Nice. The Dick Guitar actually. Yeah, so that one. Guitar? That was the Dick Guitar. It's got a cutout. Yeah, on the yeah, Madrid. Um, yeah, yeah. On the, <laughs> post that in the group. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> so uh, how are you digging it? It has It's cool, you know, it's still like adjustments and like it definitely reacts differently with my pedal setup. So I haven't really tinkered a lot. And Adam and I, I think we're gonna talk about this in a little bit, but we haven't done one Hash of our out little, right now, dude. We yeah. haven't done one of our setup <laughs> sessions where we do like yeah. a side by side with our tones and try to figure out, you yeah. know, how we're gonna play well. Okay, yeah. So, I practice on Monday, kinda... he he picked <clears throat> that out for the first time and it was like it's just Night and day, it's so much different from like the other guitars. And he's you've got four different guitars that you use to practice variously, maybe yeah. three. Usually the Jaguar, but sometimes Jaguar, the, your other Tele, and yeah. then your you know, your Tele Deluxe, and then now the Jazzmaster. Right? Yeah, and the uh, Jazzmaster, and you put the Curtis Novak pickup. Is it also a Jazzmaster pickup, or is it? Yeah, it's so a Jazzmaster single, pickup. Single coil. It's a JM Fat, so it's supposed okay. to be a little bit less of a. I think it's supposed to be less mid scooped than like some of the more modern pickups. So I think yeah. it's more vintage spec. Okay, yeah, so it's not like you put, like, a humbucker in there. Yeah, Yeah. no, I didn't want to change it, like, to be completely different. I've heard of people putting, like, P90s into it, and I'm curious about it because I've never had a guitar with a P90 in it, but... Yeah, and then it's like you kind of want the guitar to be... What it's supposed to be. Yeah, instead of like, oh, okay, cool, I can have every guitar have, you know, a humbucker in it, then it's not like, what's the difference? Exactly, And I got a Jazzmaster to have that sound. No, that's cool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, and you're, that one also has the trem system. You it's got the trem getting system. Getting used that to that a little bit, or uh, it's kind of weird. So when you play it acoustically, it like I'm not used to the guitar kind of like making like a ill like shriek in the background. You know, like yeah, it kind of yeah. just reverberates while you're playing. Yeah, so it's kind of weird getting used to because I've been trying to. I've been working on my picking technique. Yeah, and so I've been playing a lot not through an amp at all, and so it's kind of annoying to do that with that guitar. So I probably just won't do that. You're hearing, yeah, all hearing the whole just bridge the, kind of vibrate. Yeah, and the and notes, like, and you're like, yeah, what the? and it's not in tune with what you're playing, so it just sounds fucked up. You're like, I'm, I suck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's cool so far. I'm gonna we're gonna dial it in. My first impressions, though, like I definitely like my Tele Deluxe better. Just has a more well-rounded sound. So mm-hmm. We'll see, though. Jury's still out. I'm biased. That's an awesome guitar. Yes, it looks that. cool. Yeah, it yeah. looks cool. That's the most important. And that's part. everything. Man. <laughs> yeah, I still like. I don't play my Jazzmaster out in the band a lot, mm-hmm. uh, just because it doesn't really fit with our mix and what I'm doing. Yeah, but it's like one that I'm like, man, it's just such a. Every time I think I'm like, man, I haven't played that one in forever, and I pick it up, I'm like, that's so fucking sick. This yeah. guitar is great. My favorite is just the two pickups on, yeah. like that middle sound. I okay. I yeah. never really think of like, oh, middle sound because it's not as trebly or whatever. But it had like just the two Jazzmaster pickups on is like, mm. man, that's just the fucking sound. I love playing it clean. Do it's you, kind of a cool. Do you ever use it in the lead mode? The because there's like the little dip switch. Oh, you can switch the, between lead and rhythm and. No. Yours is wired differently. <clears throat> yes. I 
Um, <laughs> got it with a new wiring harness from Gun Street Wiring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that has it. So it's uh, similar to a Les Paul wiring. Okay. Um, so to where like the, you know, the two roller knobs up top, mm-hmm. those are actually um, just volume, volume for each pickup. Yep. So yeah. you have volume control for each pickup and tone for each pickup instead of like the uh, okay. uh, master volume, master With the tone. Jazz right, right. And yeah, the, the jazz is gone. Yeah, that is cut out. So now it's just like, um, yeah. So it's okay. to me more usable for what I would want. Yeah, if, yeah. Because I, I never used that. Yeah. Because that. Brian wants everything butchered. <laughs> <laughs> want everything you custom. can't have anything nice. <laughs> custom made, custom paid. Self-made. Custom fitted. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, that's cool. That's that's pretty, that's pretty yeah. bitching. You're not like unfamiliar with the fender scaling, so yeah. That's, no, that's, no, that's it's cool. all, yeah, it's my jam. But it's yeah. just like the pickups and the bridge are like, all right, this will it's take some It's a little game. different, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Jazzmasters <clears throat> are so fun to play. Yeah, and going back to single coils is weird. Going yeah. from humbuckers to single coils is just like, just different setup. Nice. More noise. <laughs> totally, yeah, God, yeah. Especially for higher gain stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, Brian, uh, uh, I mean, is, are you, is that your what's new? I guess uh, besides yeah, the, that's pretty much it. Yeah, for is now. that it, Brian, with the the, the earplugs? Well, besides the Eros, I have uh, have a couple uh, fuzz <laughs> pedals on loan from Co. Schneider. Oh, yeah. Friend of the show. Flippin' Flippers. Flippin' Flippers there podcast, yep. Yeah. Uh, I think when I went to go pick up the stack pedal to do the demo, he was like, oh, I heard you're kind of back on your fuzz journey. Uh, uh, here's a bunch of fuzz pedals. He's, he's the wrong <laughs> guy to talk to. He's just going to send you with like 18 pedals. Yeah, I, I, think he, I think I left with like three or four different fuzz pedals. I'm like, ah, I guess I'm back on my bullshit. I'm trying fuzz pedals again. Because I was like, oh, I found that Daredevil pedal. I'm like, I really like it. That's kind of like fuzz pedal. I, I'm Because you don't like fuzz. I'm right? tapped out. I'm done. I don't. Yeah. But I'm like, I'm actually finding more enjoyment in certain ones. Maybe I just haven't found okay. the right one. Yeah. So um, back on that, like trying different fuzz pedals and seeing what works for me and my sound. Uh, let me the uh, Killer Otter Party Animal, uh, yeah. which is kind of like a, a Big Muff, like Russian okay. Big Muff kind of clone. And yeah, then yeah. also the uh, Earthbound Audio Super Collider. So. They're both actually like kind of takes on big muffs from what I yeah, yeah. Uh, read. Both germanium. That's um, right. The Russian <laughs> ones are germanium transistors. I believe so. You know what? I, uh, I I could be completely wrong yeah, with like pretty sure what's in there, but it's like yeah. that's what it, my take is, and I've never liked big muffs. Okay, I was just like, mm, killer otter is kind of cool. I'm not a like it has a mid uh, boost, which is like kind of with like fuzz pedals. Uh-huh. I don't like how they're so mid mid scooped. So I'm like, right. oh cool, a bunch of highs. And then like lows, and then all my mids are gone. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know what? A lot of people use like a, a ten, like an EQ afterwards. Like I've got a ten band EQ after mine because there's certain things that you kind of want to pump up or yeah. cut out because it's just like just to clean it up a little bit. Yeah. And that one's it's cool, but I would say the other one that he lent me was this. Like I said, the Earthbound Super Collider. He was said like it's really great on bass. I'm like fuzz on bass. <laughs> <laughs> Miss me with that shit. Yeah, exactly. Because we've done that before. And you're like, oh, cool. Bass just sounds like, and then it just it's gone in the mix. You're like, cool. Yeah. And I tried this thing. It's so fucking killer. Yeah, it's just like kind of neon green pedal. Like the it has like a couple like 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 black lettering. So like the artwork on it's not super in your face. You're like you you could totally pass by this pedal. And he got it for a great deal because it's kind of like no, not a name to it. No, and then. A, <laughs> They go for pretty good money, so that's why he bought it because he got it for cheap. And then he's like, started playing it and played it on bass. You're like, damn, I guess I'm not selling this. <laughs> so he loaned it to me, and I'm like, it sounds fucking killer. So nice. Um, what was the name of it again? The Super Collider from Earthbound Audio. Okay, it sounds like I'm like, 
I'm like, like I said, I'm back on my bullshit, trying to find good fuzz pedals. So the <laughs> like, yeah, these are good. Uh, Killer Otter's cool, but I of the two, I'm definitely digging that Earthbound. I'm like, okay, it's so non like descript and jumping out at you kind of thing. You know how like nowadays, like a lot of pedals, it's like the artwork is cool and like yeah, the, mm-hmm. you know, the features and this is like okay, kind of has four knobs and an on and off switch. All right, here you go. Yeah, you figure this out. And then it's like. Oh, it just sounds great. I'm super, super stoked. And having fuzz on bass is something that I was like, fuck that. And it sounds, yeah. sounds killer. All right, so, I'll, nice. I'll try it out. Yeah, to bring it Next by practice. here. I yeah. was texting Johnny about it. He was like, I've heard about it. Are they any good? <laughs> like, I'm like, yes, I dig it. He's like, I'll have to see. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, hmm. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> but yeah, that's kind of it for the what's news. Right. Yeah, I wanted to introduce you guys a little bit. You guys are from a band, Hardly Human. Yep. So not going to go to full blown interview. If you guys want to go into that, go listen to their episode they did with Palapalooza. Yep. yep. But uh, yeah, maybe a little bit of backgrounds about you know the band and maybe some of the gear that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. So the band's been a band for what four or five years now. I guess I didn't yeah. even say you guys are both guitar players in Hardly Human. Yeah, so we're that's both right. guitar it's players. Yeah. Uh, I play rhythm. Uh, Adam plays lead um, or something like that. I play rhythm. <laughs> I typically play a Tele Deluxe uh, mm-hmm. into a Tube Screamer into a bass Big Muff Pie bass one. Huh? Yeah, bass one. Just because I had it, I had okay. it for playing bass, and then I was like, oh, this sounds actually pretty cool for guitar. Um, and apparently, other people did that. Like I googled it afterwards, and it's like, oh, that is like a popular thing that people do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and then, yeah, just going to ten- validating yourself. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, I make dumb decisions too. Someone else did. <laughs> I win. I just didn't want to claim my right to it. Um, and then it goes through a 10 band EQ, one of the MXR yeah, okay. EQs, oh, yeah. and then into the uh, 410 uh, Hot Rod Deluxe. Okay. Hot Rod DeVille. Sorry. But just through the clean channel. So I guess it's Okay. Matter. So you're getting all your gain kind of from pedals. And yeah, stuff like that. yeah. Basically, the tube screamers pushing the big muff to further distort it. Got it. Sound fucked up and textured yeah. weird. <laughs> And then uh, Adam, what's uh, you know your your gear? Your... So I usually lately I've been playing my just my American Strat, mm-hmm. and it's got a humbucker in it, which I put a Seymour uh, Duncan Pearly Gates in there. I replaced it, and nice. that actually sounds pretty awesome. It's it's, it's a killer pickup. Yeah, it's a really nice one because I have a, a Tele that I put. Um, it's it was the Mexican dual humbucker Telecaster, so it's yeah. not even a real Telecaster, you know, yeah. but. Um, I have like, uh, what were those ones? The, the JB and 59 in it. So it just okay. kind of is like this. Kinda, or they're hotter pickups yeah, for sure. Yeah, supercharged telly kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it, that's, that sounds okay. I, sometimes I like it, sometimes I don't. Um, but I've been really like digging the, the pearly gates in my strat. It keeps some of that strat kind of chiminess to it. Yeah, they're, um, they're, it, I think it's like those pearly gates are like half the output of a JB. Yeah, and it's still a little bit hotter than my my regular Strat humbucker. Yeah, but it, it's got it's just like clearer and it's I like it. So and I that's my favorite guitar, just playing wise. You know, mm-hmm. I've had that one since 2011, I think. But uh, so I usually play through that. Are you using a lot of the other pickups, kind of variants. Mm-hmm. I well, since I put that in, I use the neck pickup less because when I roll off the treble on the tone on the pearly gates, it kind of sounds like a neck pickup. Gets, yeah, it sounds a little more like the neck pickup where it doesn't have those like real hot highs. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of the songs that we have, we I, I kind of need that tone. Yeah. Occasionally, I mean, I kind of forget which songs I use when I do that or not. So I'll just kind of what sounds good at the time. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes I'll go in the neck pickup or actually the. I guess be the fourth position up between the neck and the bridge for a mm-hmm. couple songs. Um, I mean, it's probably as fickle as like 
how far pushed in my earplugs are at the time, yeah. <laughs> like if I'm hearing it right. And people at the bar, if they're rocking, it's kind of at they, that point you're like, fuck it. Hey, what's <laughs> funny is, <laughs> is we we like agonize over tone and all these things, and then no one at, when you're playing, they can't tell. <laughs> you know, they don't know. I mean, I guess you could tell if something is really bad, like your highs are way too high and they're like piercing. But yeah, um, I don't know. That's part of like the fun of, of doing it is tinkering is all this tinkering. Yeah, tinkering but yeah. so I go through. On my board, I've got a wah, a, a delay. Um, it's so it's like a, just a you know the regular crybaby. Yeah, a TC electronic delay. Um, Hall of Fame, right? What's that? Hall of Fame, right? No, it's flashback. Flashback. flashback that's it. Yeah. Um, and then I've got a ten band EQ, and I'm trying to think because my pedal board like breathes, so I'll it's like <laughs> it'll contract. I'm like I'm sick of all this shit on here. And I like take stuff oh, off of it. Always changing. And I'm like, oh, you know what else I need? And then I, it grows and then it kind of contracts and expands. <laughs> um, I think I took, I had a noise gate and I was like, this isn't even doing anything. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I'm taking that Sucking off. Sucking some know. tone out. Yeah. And so I got the EQ and then I run through my amps distortion. So I've got an orange TH30. Nice. So it's a 30 watt. I, I think it has, it has really good distortion. I was using an MXR. I think it's super badass distortion for a little while. Yeah. It's a little more harsh. Mm-hmm. It's like really it. it Watch gets your a, mouth. <laughs> it's a lot. Of, it's a really cool pedal. Um, but you know, just kind of going back and forth, comparing that with. Uh, but like an orange is amp with distortion. That's what it's for. Like, yeah. That's pretty good. And so yeah, so I, I'm going back to using my amp distortion, and uh, you're I just think, going all into the front end of it, not using effects loop or anything. Yeah, okay. just, I was actually using the effects loop for a while, and then it was one of those things where it's like simplicity kind of won out, and mm. I didn't notice really much of a. Actually, I noticed that, and maybe it's because I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but I had a hard time getting the right um, like level of the effect off of my delay. Oh, I went okay. through the the loop, like it was really not noticeable. And then when I put it in front, it's like you know, it like I could fine tune it and it, mm-hmm. it worked better. So, because hmm. um, I was reading about you know you shouldn't put, well I guess there's certain backwards like don't put distortion in the effects loop. Yeah. Well, that, certainly, and that's not in the loop because that's through the amp, but yeah. like. Where you know, don't put the delay um, before distortion. Before yeah. distortion, or yeah. So I guess it's still technically before it, right? If it's going in, yeah. In if front, it's going but, in front, and but there's a lot of things too. It's like um, you could totally get away with it too, and especially mm-hmm. in a live situation, a lot of people aren't going to tell. If you kind of yeah. have your delay, and then you put the uh, feedback and level less in front of a distorted because it's mm-hmm. going in, so every repeat of your delay is going to get distorted, right. and hitting that a preamp right. so you can just roll that back and still get away with it yeah if you think mm-hmm. of like um you know before there were effects loops everybody was running stuff in front like tape delays and stuff like that right. people were like you know eddie van halen was doing like echoplex in front of like a boosted crazy marshall yeah so it's like mm-hmm. okay he was doing it but he just had his repeats lower and less and yeah i have everything at like you know it's down at like i guess if you're looking at seven o'clock on yeah. the dial which is like at almost basically at zero it's yeah. like a little bit above that. It's just giving a little texture. Yeah. I actually sometimes feel like I should just take that out because <laughs> I'm not really <laughs> using it that much, but um, I don't know. It's, Gotta have a little delay. Yeah, wow. a little delay is fun. <laughs> it's playing like leads and like single notes and stuff. Makes it sound, bigger. Makes it sound like you're in a stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah, so until we get to play like Petco and, you know, yeah. the, and <laughs> the, the Rose Bowl, until, we'll keep the delay yeah. on until <laughs> it's natural. natural delay, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I've got that. Um I did have a tube screamer on for a while. I think Steve did. Are you borrowing mine or did you get your own? 
I'm gonna pass on that. <coughs> it's probably <laughs> in there somewhere. Uh, it's, it's probably in the band room somewhere. I do um, have two, and I don't know where they came from. Well, one I, of I guarantee. Mine. I know I bought one. One of them's mine then. Maybe because I bought one and I haven't seen. I'll it check the while. receipts. All right, all right. <laughs> we can fight over. Cite your no. fucking sources. But anyway, receipts, so I man. wasn't using that. Yeah. I it was just uh, I I kind of like got all hot on really trying to like model my sound and then mm. then I would like take everything out and just listen to my guitar through through the distortion and the in the amp and I was like this sounds awesome so yeah why and then he'll change his mind in like a month or two yeah, yeah obviously <laughs> <laughs> this is part of the process that was awesome yeah <laughs> so that's my setup I've got a few other guitars that I use occasionally and that's kind of the main that's main my deal. number one yeah. yeah but how long has the Harley Human been a thing have you guys like known each other playing in San Diego a while and then started or how did that go well he can start since he's so our bass player Brian and I um, played in a band called Cast Off from 2000, like 10 or 11 until 2014. Yeah. Uh, and then then I left that band because I had a, uh, my daughter was born. Yeah. And then that kind of that band kind of had some lineup changes and then sort of disbanded and became something else. And now the actually um, the guitarist and singer from that band is my buddy Bill. He plays for a band called Chaser. Gotcha. Who's playing tomorrow night in Big Bear with Pennywise? Oh damn! And uh, so I'm going to that. Actually, I'm going up to Big Bear this weekend. You get tickets? Yeah. Oh, yeah he got us. He came nice. through and got us some tickets. Nice. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> um, so and Brian and I were in that band together. Gotcha. And uh, so then I kind of was on hiatus for like a year maybe, and Brian called me up and was like, "Hey, what are you doing? Let's go get a beer." Uh, even though Brian doesn't drink beer, <laughs> and then we, I remember actually I remember pretty vividly. He's we, I, he wanted to go out to Till Two, yeah, and I was like, cool, let's go do it. And then he's like, hey, I got a new project going. Why don't you come uh, jam with us and kind of do a tryout? Yeah. Yep. And then uh, they couldn't find anyone else, so then I thought so, the we wanted to stop looking because like looking for band members on the internet is just a horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever read to do that. Yeah, we've done it. You know the drummers, time, right? Yeah, you drummers the drummer experience. Sure. Well, that's okay. how I met Brian. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it can be good. It's it's yeah. tough though. It's difficult. Yeah. So many Brian's, but our Brian Rash, our drummer. It's yeah. like we're just like lucky so far. It's like been years that we've been playing. It's worked out. So yeah. I'm like, and he's a knock solid on dude. Plastic that it's things are going well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so okay, so you guys kind of clicked and worked out. So it was kind of yeah, you know, like a four piece band. Yeah. So Steve, you started with Matt, right? Yeah, and then you yeah, found yeah. Brian somehow. Yeah, so I found Matt. Uh, he like had been out of the game music for a while and wanted to get back into it. We mm. had a coffee date and clicked, and uh, there you go. Started jamming on hindsight, and then uh, found Brian. Oh, hindsight! Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think every band has to start at hindsight. Yeah, yeah. well, you yeah. can't pay for a room. Until you <laughs> you, <laughs> you want to show the dude people. where you where you actually like play music. Yeah, yeah, yeah like start the hourly studio. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. every it could be a psycho killer. Yeah, it's an hourly studio. <laughs> Those are the best, especially when you're meeting people. Like that, you're like, okay, I've only talked to this guy through yeah. email or text, and then you're mm-hmm. like, okay, we have a jam. Oh, okay, cool. I've only booked like we would book like two hours and be like, dude, uh, we would lie. But like, oh, yeah, we only booked an hour. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just so we get the fuck walk out, out the door and then turn around yeah. and go back in. <laughs> it's hourly, but they let us only do thirty minutes. Sorry, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually fifteen minutes. I don't know how. I owe, I owe the guy up front. Yeah, we, <laughs> we know him pretty well. Yeah, he said 15 minutes. You got to go. Get the fuck out, yeah. bro. Yeah. 
No, the precursor to me, because like before Matt joined the band, like I would just invite people over to like my apartment, which is stupid in retrospect. Like, <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. Wish like, yeah, I have some nice gear. I'm gonna come yeah, back here. Yeah. Well, now, nah, <laughs> yeah. What's your work schedule? Yeah, when you yeah. usually go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> At that you, time, I had way less. What are your gear. list of fears? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, I just vividly remember this one person tried out. Super obsessed with Green Day. Um, just wanted to play Green Day covers the whole time and just like kind of <laughs> overstated. Was it that Brian? That yeah. guy right yeah. in front yeah. of you? Yeah, I don't remember his name and I don't, don't want to shout him out, but he like kind of overstated his welcome and I was like, you Gotta get the fuck out of here, do bro. something. So he left and I was like, fuck, I need to like meet somebody for a beer, like coffee and determine whether they're normal and like, yeah. I can get along with them before I even consider playing music with them. That, yeah. I mean, that's actually that's a, a big part of it. A super good point because you're going to be like, it's kind of like working with somebody and you're hanging out with them all the time. You got to mm-hmm. first be willing to spend that amount of time and like trust somebody because you'll you have keys to the yeah. the lockup. If you get some weirdo that you don't want to have anything to do with, but they're awesome at their instruments. Or like, just is that really worth yeah. it? We're yeah. not playing opera or, yeah. you know, or yeah, like, enough. The guy's got something. warrants and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So you find no, someone no, that you want to hang out with a little bit. Or they have a license. So we had a guy that got <laughs> dropped off at our practice space by his friend uh-huh. at 10 in the morning and he was drunk. At 10 in the morning. Jeez. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. He's a winner. <laughs> yeah. So that was right. I think it was right before like Brian was like, all right. He's like, I know this guy. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like, anything will do at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> take it. <laughs> nice. But yeah, you guys have been, you know, playing for a while and you guys, you know, yeah. jokingly say, you know, four years and then coming out with stuff. Yeah. You guys have been playing locally a lot and yeah. kind of, you know, doing it. I, I'm digging it. I, every time I see you guys play or play a show together. You guys, uh, you guys got it. Is it still the original four that you guys were, once the band started playing gigs, it's still the oh, same yeah. four guys? Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yep. That's, can't yeah. shake them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we let them have keys to the lockup. They yeah. can't, yeah. can't go It's really awkward to kick them out now. <laughs> it's going to be awkward to kick out. <laughs> Wait till just the day before the next like, yeah. rent's due. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Get out. <laughs> Give me your keys. <laughs> nice. That's cool. So a little, little bit of a you know background on you guys. You guys have an album out. It's a or an EP. It's just self titled. Hardly human. Yep. So search it on Spotify. Uh, you know, buy it. Yep. Uh, you know, if you guys can't buy it, stream it. Spotify. Get a little. Yep. You know, eighth of a cent or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll take it. A little we'll bit take it. Else, right. It's beer money right there. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> I want to get into some topics. You know, All right. Sounds good. So these a uh, little bit more kind of geared towards you guys, but it's also Kyle and I will ask you a bunch of questions because we've never really done it. <laughs> All right. So you guys are a four-piece band, you know, with two guitarists, and uh, Plane has pretty much always been a three-piece, one-guitar band. So I kind of wanted this topic to be just about, you know, the benefits of playing with two guitars, maybe some, like, trials, uh, maybe some, like, you know, we'll just kind of go back and forth with it. We're a band with, like, three-piece. So to state why we like that, it's just because it's less people. It's fun. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, <laughs> um, it's cool. And it's, you know, even just like singers wise, mm-hmm. we just, I learned how to sing just so I could, you know, back Kyle up and sing myself and like the, you know, we can go back and forth and make the songs a little more interesting. But as far as guitars wise, I'm like, we don't want to add another fucking person to this fucking Totally list. get that. <laughs> that actually terrifies me though. Cause I think about yeah. like, it's only my guitar that everyone's going to hear. Right. Holy shit. What if I fuck? I mean, what, not what if I, what about when, when? I fuck? When? <laughs> <laughs> and so I've, I've, I, the songs have, are just in that regard to like playing live, to band rehearsal, to, dealing with people uh, we we like that and then as far as like songwriting i'm like i play all the guitars yeah like i never have to worry about like oh is, does my guitar conflict with anything uh, mm-hmm. it's just i have to con- 
consider bass talking like sometimes the notes that i play and like maybe kyle is actually doing more of the lead work and you know chord structures on that and then drums that's it okay cool then we're good guys (laughs) (laughs) but guitars there's a lot more going on and besides vocals and everything because that's a whole different kettle of fish you can do like you know 27 vocal tracks like kyle does (laughs) (laughs) you know you got those tracks man. i got got, got the pipes baby (laughs) (laughs) your money's worth out of that yeah (laughs) how Um, many tracks can you put in this daw (laughs) fill it up bitch (laughs) (laughs) one thousand all right long day ahead of (laughs) um but you know with guitars i don't know like and live alone and writing the song sometimes like there's you have to like kind of yeah, there's so much more than that. So I guess like some some of that thing. Do you guys have you guys always played in bands with multiple guitarists? Has uh, that been like something you rely on with your playing a lot? Or this is the first band I played guitar in. Oh, I'm, okay. a, I'm a bass player, so I'm an a- inadequate guitar player. So that's why <laughs> there has to be a, a second so guitarist. <laughs> I mean, um, I I I'm capable enough to play power chords and like I can track riffs and stuff and like get it down for a recording just to like have a scratch. But as far as like performing it and playing consistently. I don't think I have it there. I think you're a lot better at it. So you that's just don't why. practice it. That's but true too. Anyway, but anyway, uh, I, <laughs> that's, the, that's the main reason. If you that. would practice, yeah. man, yeah. I have well, to tell you on I mean, a podcast. He, it's a different skill set <laughs> yeah. too. Like keeping right. your mind on singing and playing your the rhythm parts. That's is, true too. But uh, I've always played in bands with two guitars. Just um, I'm not really sure why, but it just kind of always uh, the first band. Um, I, I mean, I played around in college a little bit with a band. We didn't even have a name. We played like, we practiced yeah. in like, a basement of a restaurant. So people would come yeah. down sometimes and <laughs> at, uh, I don't, it, we both went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. He was just a little yeah. after me, but, uh, a little? well, I don't know, like <laughs> six years or something. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. But, <laughs> Teeing <laughs> off on him. <laughs> we would, we would jam in like a basement. I think we just had one guitar, but we didn't really, you know, do that much. But, uh, yeah. since I've actually been in like bands, it's always been two. It started off being really like more basic of just we're just playing like power chords and octaves you know yeah and then when i in cast off it got a little bit more like where we'd sometimes do dual leads with like minor third harmonies um and that was kind of a lot of our sound in that and then now i i mean it's um it's kind of like a safety blanket a little bit to me because there's always another guitar going on. You have a to and, lean on, a yeah, little, at least yeah, a little bit. and I think That's... it fills out the sound and fills out the kind of the spectrum a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like putting together songs, Steve's the main songwriter. But we always, I think we always go into it with like um, when we have just collaborated on writing songs with like an idea of this. The guitars are going to do something different that are going to hopefully complement each other. Mm-hmm. So we'll go in with like an idea of a lead sound and and. And, you know, think of what the, it's, I think it's hard. I'm terrible at it and Steve's good at it, but, um, you know, you really have like basically three harmonies is the lead, the rhythm, which is the bass and the rhythm guitar and yeah. then the vocal part of it. Yeah. Um, so it is, maybe that's why it takes us a long time to, <laughs> to right, complete so, stuff. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tinkering, but I think we always kind of try to make it so that for the most part, we're, we're doing something a little different. Yeah. Each I, of us. I would say, um, I want to say it's the song Cubicle when you kind of do that like bridge part um, you guys are changing it to like the lead parts are kind of almost uh, dictating what the cor- power chords are doing because I don't know if the, I'm mm-hmm. assuming the rhythms are power chord and bass line stuff like that it almost right, like it sounds right. like you're doing diminished chords and stuff like that by doing yeah. your lead lines your, your, your vibratos and stuff like that it's you're doing a lot maybe you're you know it's like sometimes it's like 
you know, less that like you're not just like shredding and stuff like that. You're doing like these, these, <laughs> these notes that are like, are doing almost a vocal melody and totally different than what the, like the, you know, uh, main chorus and hook mm-hmm. like that are. So that makes the song super interesting because you're actually doing something. Oh, I'm taking my guitar lead part and actually deciding to make this something that turns this so- bridge into like, a, you know, almost like a speaking part. That's, uh-huh. It's yeah. cool. It's like, that's why I like listen to it. I'm like, oh shit. They're doing a lot together, and then like um, sometimes, like when I you have seen you guys play live, it's like you're filling mm-hmm. out the I don't know sound spectrum, like you, as you as you had mentioned, and yeah. that's always like the goal <clears throat> and the uh, kind of like, well, the more instruments should be better, <laughs> bigger, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that can get clogged up really fucking quick. Yeah. So it's like, I, like I was saying, you're playing, uh, Adam, and you know, like Steve, you're kind of okay. You let each other kind of have your space. Is yeah. that kind of did you? Well, I guess you already talked about it. You didn't For, fall into that. You, it's something you worked towards. Is that- yeah. I mean, part of it, part of it is the sound, and the other parts the writing. So, like the writing, there's like three different kind of, I guess, like interactions. There's like we're playing just power chords. It's just to make a really like wall of sound kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And then there's you know pure lead where he's just playing a straight lead over top of like a power chords. And yeah. then there's another one where it's like he's playing the top half of the chords. Yeah. So, like if I'm playing like just the triad he's playing you know the top three strings of the chord to kind of give it like some character to it so he's maybe playing like a seventh or something and a lot of the stuff isn't intentional I don't go oh we need to have a minor seven chord here and a major because I'm not that music theory Mm. you know what do you call it I'm not an expert at it yeah but it's um, it's just kind of like happens sort of naturally where you like start playing you just hear melody yeah so like the best example I can think of right now of that is um, in our song Real World where Mm. It goes through like the first verse. That song is kind of weird, but I like a lot that it doesn't have like chorus or like verse, chorus, verse, chorus, but there's this kind of bridge part where um, I just start playing the top three strings for like like half the song almost. And it's just this, Mm -hmm. it's still, it's part of the rhythm, but it just adds this texture where it's like, um, and you would never really notice it until you kind of hear them separately. But and I th- think it's probably something that a better guitarist, if I were better, <laughs> I'd probably play that whole chord and play the variations together. But just throwing that into singing and everything, mm-hmm. I, I don't. Think, I think a lot of <laughs> no, I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Trying to like articulate, like I, I can only do yeah. like a couple things while picking and singing. Yeah, yeah. try and yeah. work it out. And it's like, well, that's not yeah. happening. <laughs> you kind of use with you know what you got. Um, yeah. I notice like on uh, bass a lot too. Like Kyle will play like chords on bass yeah. at certain parts just to really bring things on home. And mm-hmm. then when I'm doing more lead work, which that's when it gets a little more, you know, you fill thinner. Mm-hmm. And that's when he's starting to do more chord work. And then maybe we'll start. I hum too into yeah. the mic. Um, there's yeah, there's sometimes <laughs> where we're 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 both like singing <laughs> while I'm playing like a lead or like a higher like maybe like you know maybe two string kind of you know lead deal and then Kyle and I will both sing harmonies at the same time it's kind of cool it's like we kind of deal with what we have but it's like I would never I don't ever think of like oh man another guitar would be doing this and be cool I'm like well we don't have another singer we don't have another guitarist what can we do to make this full yeah Um, we've talked about it before but then we're like no yeah we don't even want at a show we're thinking about oh getting a second guitar player to play a show fuck that yeah (laughs) that guy's gonna be late yeah i don't want to deal with that and then on a stage having to deal with another fucking person hypothetical guitarist is gonna doesn't even exist it's just all drunk it it realistically limits your opportunities too because you have four people four different schedules and it's more of a chance that 
you know, you have three people say, yeah, I'm in it. Let's do that show. And then some, the third, fourth person can't yeah. do it. So. so I want to talk a little bit more about your uh, songwriting. And then you had mentioned it before, kind of glossed over it, but your guys like tone fiddling, tone sculpting sessions and how that is. Yeah, so I guess yeah, the other half of that. So we're talking about writing and then the tone portion of it. So what we've done this, I, we've only done it once, but it seemed to work pretty well. Is we took our amps and our guitars and our pedals and we moved them into his living room, which is fairly you know big enough to have them kind of spaced equidistant. Uh-huh. You know, kind of how you'd have it set up at a show. Yeah. Um, and then we have our looper pedals that we don't typically use, but we use them just to kind of loop certain riffs, certain parts. Like I was saying before about mm. like you know a part where there's a power chords and there's a lead over top yeah and then we just hit go on the looper and then we can back up and move our mm-hmm. pedal boards away and start turning knobs and go yeah. oh, okay this is kind of that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's really cool Damn. it's fun yeah it makes it really easy to do it you know yeah instead and, of like having to listen to it and play it and sit right there and do stuff you can have it just constantly going and really dial it all in it's well, great because yeah. being at you know your playing position sometimes like your amp is pointed at your ass yeah or at your yeah. back of your knees and you're like yeah <laughs> and then the other thing too i mean like i'm sure you when you dial in your tone maybe you're like oh this sounds really sick like you don't have to hear it necessarily in context with the band to be like this sounds really Mm -hmm. good whereas like i'll hear my tone outside of the context of the band and be like i don't like the way this sounds but we dialed it in together (laughs) when you dial it in with another guitarist it's like okay it doesn't matter how it sounds by itself yeah it sounds good (laughs) (laughs) when we're together yeah Yeah. We're we're only two halves. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've noticed Like the turtle doves, man. (laughs) You complete me, Steve. (laughs) Yeah, so I have mine like this like mid-peak, which when I play it by myself and I hear it just... Like, you're like it doesn't sound good. It doesn't. It doesn't like, yeah, it's a little nasally. And you're like, mm. it doesn't <laughs> have that like uh, that like punch if I'm palm muting and doing stuff. But you know, most of it is is really to cut through with that with some of the leads, so it, it works out mm. pretty well. And he's scooped, so yeah, yeah, it's a lot a lot more bass and like just focusing on the rhythm parts. Yeah, you're not yeah. trying to do weedly deedlies. There's certain <laughs> bands you listen to that has two guitars and like you don't even hear the rhythm guitar. It's like on the record, you're almost like it's almost like invisible. Like you can't really quite put your finger on what they're playing. Yeah, but it's like kind of like a, a gravelly kind of like I don't know, like almost like a texture. I describe just it fills as, the like, background. Yeah, yeah. But you'd notice if it wasn't there. Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, I guess I never really thought about that. But I mean, what you were mentioning of like at practice, like sometimes I would I would have to like go back to the drawing board at like we'd have band practice. I'm like, oh, cool, this will sound great because I like at, at home I'm like, oh, so dialing things in and I get to the studio. I'm like, man, this fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ruined my fucking weekend. That on happens this. to me every day. I get in this and I get in there and I'm like, oh, I hate this. This sucks. It sounds terrible. And it's like we've. Didn't change anything from last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's right. it's it's taken a long time to kind of get the idea of where um, your sound should be, at least with the band. That's what I've figured out. And yeah. then once you can dial it in, you know, like, okay, maybe a little bit of highs here, depending on how loud my amp is or whatever. Um, that's what I like found. I'm like, oh, cool. Because when I'm at home, I'm like, yeah, lots of bass and stuff like that. That sounds great. And then yeah. when I get practice, I was like, I'm like, All right, that's not going to work. Yeah. And then like. It sounds like a French horn. Yeah. <laughs> and I think with the um, bass too, we found it's like, oh, it sounds really cool when your buyers like to have a really harsh, like higher, like more highs mm-hmm. in the bass tone. Mm-hmm. But it's like, that's not what we want for yeah. the band. 
And so when you play, Kyle's like, God damn it, you got to turn your bass up. And it's like, okay, when, but when you play, it's like, boom, boom, hit yeah. your chest. And you're like, God damn, it's going <laughs> to blow <laughs> Brian, a drummer, out of the studio. He's right playing drums in front of the 810. We had practice, like, yeah. boom, <laughs> flies through a wall. But it, like, totally works. Well, yeah, one, one thing I wanted to ask is about, like, you had mentioned it before. It's that like you were coming up with these, like, different, like, uh, chord kind of, like, parts where it's like you're playing the power chord and he's kind of like doing the like the seventh and like kind of like coming up with these like lead lines yeah. are you like figuring that out a lot like just by chance and re- rehearsal that you're trying to figure these parts out and writing the process are you just uh, like thinking of like okay this is based on your singing are you doing that or it's i mean it's definitely case by case basis but i'd say like i mean in general like vocal melodies like i I'm not a very good songwriter. Like I can't like sit down and go, I'm going to write a song. Like, but sometimes just melodies come to you and you I just, just hear them. I just think of like lead parts with like bass and drums and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go with the lead part. It's basically, hey guys, just repeat until I figure something out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so I don't know if you guys are like, okay, well, this is kind of what I had in mind. Adam. It's usually yeah. Can you do something like that. I think it's very trial and error and sometimes based on what like the vocal melody is doing and just kind of spin off of that a little bit yeah but i think also usually we start with a concept we're like conceptually what do we want to do here yeah all right conceptually we want to have an extension of the chords that i'm playing okay Okay. um here's the melody that i'm hearing so you hear like the single note you know the character of the chord being Mm -hmm. like another lead part and then you just thicken it up by adding a couple notes underneath it Mm -hmm. okay yeah so yeah i was i was just wondering like i really only come up with lead lines for songs Mm -hmm. and like in the recording process. Right. Okay. Yeah. And but. that's, that's what I do too. I'll sit down on my computer. I have like uh, pro tools at home. Mm. So I'll, I'll sit down and a lot of times like I'll program the drums and record stuff and just, you know, send it over to Adam and be like, what do you think? He'd be like, eh, I don't know. I got another idea. It's really amazing that you could hit that snare exactly the same way every I've, single time. I've, I have gone through the tedium of like yeah. changing the, vo- the velocity of all the snare drums to so make it sound natural. <laughs> like drum rolls. I'm like, oh, this is so sick. Yeah. And then they're like, nah. But <laughs> but that's actually super helpful. Like he'll we'll have a yeah. writing session or just even just not even writing, like brainstorming. Mm-hmm. And we'll go I'll go over to his place and he's like, Okay, what do you got? And like, I don't know, I was just messing around with this little thing. And then so we have a, like a just like a little speck of an idea. Yeah. And then record it. And maybe I mean you've got a huge bank of stuff in your computer. Yeah. And some of that stuff maybe comes to fruition. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, that's the cool not. part about having that as a tool. Like I always tell other bands, like if they're trying to write stuff, like recording is such a good thing to be able to do. Yeah. Um and like he'll write off stuff. He'll be like, Oh, I have this riff, but like, I don't know. And I'll hear it and I'll hear something completely different, mm-hmm. you know. Until I'll kind hear of always something. Yeah, I'll hear have something that at least. Yeah. 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 But I guess that kind of goes into the other topic I wanted to you know talk to you guys about. So you guys have your EP that came out, yeah. And um, some of the backstory with that is that you guys demoed a lot. So not with like Pro Tools, sometimes I guess with the full band stuff like that, or mm-hmm. like some song ideas. I'm sure that's how they stemmed. Yeah. But uh, you guys, uh, what you kind of demoed the whole EP, kind of like you know almost like DIY recording. So recorded what drums, bass, all that stuff. Yeah. So we've we've recorded our songs in one shape or another. Like not not usually very cleaned up versions. Like not presentable demos that I really like to show anybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, it was even just like our drummer Matt had never been in the studio before and played to a click. So that was oh. a huge like okay, we have to really work on this because like I don't want to waste a bunch of money on this. Gonna have to. 
Play really, yeah. yeah, really plug it. So we spent, I mean, a really long time doing that stuff. Um, but yeah, basically we would, you know, map it all out in Pro Tools. Like here's the length of the verses, like map it out, get the tempos. Um, if there were any like changing tempos, we'd have to program that in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just kind of run through it. And here, you know, I think we got a little, I got a little obsessed with like how like production and stuff. I don't, have you heard of a band called Direct Hit? Yeah, yeah, they're like a pop punk band. Yeah, they're Fat and, Records guys. Yeah, and... yeah, but their albums are very like highly produced. Like Mike Kennedy from uh, All American Rejects like produced it. Oh, really? Like, okay. Yeah, there's like saxophones on it and all this shit. So <laughs> <clears throat> I think I was on a good one where I was like buying like all different sorts of pedals and like, oh, I need to have a Vox AC30. I need to have this amp that. Oh, okay, amp, yeah, and, yeah. Like we're gonna do this DIY. The AC30 real... experiment didn't last that long. No, it was <laughs> I didn't like it personally. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that just kind of went on for a little bit and, um, it was fun while it lasted, but ultimately I was like, I'm never going to have the time to be an expert at it. And then also have to schedule for three other people to like record it and like perfect it. Yeah. To be the own, your engineer, producer and in your own band. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is cool. I don't want to fucking do it. Yeah. The other thing is you don't have another ear that's outside of, you know, your the band that's perform like creating and performing it to kind of give you a little bit of guidance on and be more objective about mm-hmm. it, which I think is yeah. helpful. But I think ultimately what it was is like op- option paralysis, you know, like you have so many different options of what yeah. you could do. You keep that tweaking you, instead, and changing. And yeah. Changes. Or instead of making a decision, you just, you're just frozen by it. You're just like, what oh, if shit. the drummer did a pot pots at that point? That would be way cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, okay, play that again. Yeah. So that's what it was. It should, should or get off the pot. And so yeah. we, we spent a lot of time doing it. I, don't, I wouldn't say it was invaluable, but it got to the point where it was just like, all right, we just need to get on with this and so keep going. Yeah. Demoing your songs. I'm sure you had others that didn't, you know, you didn't record for the EP, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the ones that you did, I'm sure you demoed and kind of like listened to back and forth and chose your parts and like, you know, this, these are going to be the rhythms. These are going to be, you know, the drum parts here and there. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to waste our time. Like, was that kind of the goal with the, you know, the yeah. demo process or what, were you trying to be like, oh, I'm going to put this and be a presentable product to put or, out? Or? Originally, that's how it started. Okay. It was going to be like, okay, we're going to make this presentable. And then we realized, okay, we can't make this presentable. Yeah. Or I'm sure doing <laughs> the, that. The effort, the effort. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't, we couldn't get it to the point where it sounded like it was like, but I mean, that's Presentable. a hell of a learning process too of your own songs, and especially when you put it under a microscope of recording, you'd be like, "Yeah, hear that one part? Yeah, <laughs> don't yeah. do that. Are again. you listening yeah. with yeah. your ears? <laughs> you hear that shit? And then you're in like you have to deal with doing. Where do you do it? Right in our yeah. practice space where you have some guy playing the same like double bass kick metal <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> so like yeah. right next to you over and over. It's like, well, we can't do it now. Like, we'll listen to trumpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and then no, okay, yeah. So. um was that super beneficial when you guys actually decided to book studio time and go into the studio because you guys already knew what you were going to do? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. when we're like recording, we're like, this is how the song is. So play it like this. And there's obviously little... Actually, when we went into the studio, we didn't like rewrite anything. The only thing we no. did was one song we cut out a part that we put in before. Yeah. Um, but we weren't like rewriting songs or figuring out how to play the parts. We were pretty yeah. much... Well yeah, which is, rehearsed in it and the, went in there and played it. I would say the only thing we didn't know was going to be like the vocal harmonies. That yeah. was something that I still don't really know how to do that. I don't know how you guys do that. Um, it's all him. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. You just hear it and go with it. We'll talk later. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, ex- exactly. Sometimes like I would send him like some of the blast tracks of like just the, like the rough mixes and stuff like that. And Kyle's like, I was driving today. I have this idea. 
Get the tape hot. I got it. Warm it up, baby. <laughs> Get it up to speed. Yeah. So I have like my little MacBook. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're ready, Kyle. Isn't that funny? The things that come to you while you're driving, though. It's yeah. like yeah. it's it's really cool. I uh, as far as vocals, I can do my lead. And then maybe I do an octave, and that's all I do. Okay. And I do my, my I you know back I do, I dub my vocals, and that's all I know yeah. how to do. As far as like harmonies, I'm like Kyle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. He comes with a lot, a lot of short shit. I got a lot of cool ideas. <laughs> so I was uh, watching this YouTube channel. It's this. I think she's Irish, and she breaks oh, down singers, and um, and she she's like a vocal coach, right? Yeah. And so she was. I watched one with about this. Uh, this band that I sent to Steve, it's called um, Steam Power Giraffe. They're from San Diego, oh, and they're like this—they're right. like this act. They're like they're machines, and they started out just like busking in um, Balboa Park for yeah. like tips, you know. But they have this act where they move like machines and they talk like it, and but they're awesome. Like their vocals, they're they're like really um, like good musicians, and now they've gotten like big, but. Um, so she was like breaking down their, their music cause it's all like three part, four part harmonies. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, so yeah, they're just doing, they're just harmonizing in thirds and it's like super simple, but it sounds really good. And thirds are easy, super easy to find. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe executing is not that easy, but it's not like a complex. I was like actually just thinking about that the other day with like, you know, doing harmonies. It's like, mm-hmm. just do the thirds and you just do it on the, plug it on the guitar and then try to hit that. Yeah. Right, it's not like complex musically, but she was like, "It's just these are just thirds. It's like one plays the third of the first, and then the then the next one plays the next third up, mm-hmm. and it sounds awesome." Yeah, and so maybe that's something we should do. All right, let's try it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not like shop quartet in theory. Yeah, it, it kind of does, but you all know, right, boys, we're acapella. Well, yeah, <laughs> when you're live. Is it all four of you guys sing sometimes? Uh, I, I I thought I saw a drummer pl- sing one. He, he yells. yells. Okay. Yeah. He, he has he has a good yell. He's got a good um, yell mic. <laughs> I very spare very sparingly like contribute a little bit for some texture. I think. You're like, mm-hmm. Woo. Um, <laughs> Brian mostly. Ow, God damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I try to make him laugh and screw up on some songs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Brian peanut, mostly does the backups. I think. Gallery, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. our uh, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. I have is the the most that I do with the chorus. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Let's see, I don't think we have gone to the studio to record the whole album <laughs> you guys did it with jeff forrest once right we did drums with jeff forrest. Jo- okay okay drums yeah, yeah. but uh, the whole album i don't think we've done since we were oh in high since school like 2005 or 2006 yeah i think when we were in high school we recorded <laughs> at some guys like garage studio it was really cool especially yeah. at the time it was like we were like Hey, dude. Yeah, it's like whatever money we can get. And I, you know, like, I think I was working like at a fast food restaurant. Kyle sold a guitar and we put out like a demo. And it was like the coolest. It sounded fucking killer at the time. Yeah. And it was just like some random dude's like garage Mm -hmm. studio. Yeah. (laughs) And we're like, this is going to sound like shit. I remember like going in there. I'm like, oh, I booked like this is what I could find on Craigslist or whatever. And then we were like all kind of like, somewhat like disappointed when we got there I'm like all right well this is all we can afford so and the guy killed it oh my god it was so cool at the time and then so we were just like figuring things out i that yeah. was back when i wasn't 
so super comfortable playing to a click and mm-hmm. neither was the drummer and Kyle was the only one super comfortable playing to a click and it was like it fuck up- all you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> you guys all suck <laughs> you're all fired <laughs> but yeah ever since then like, we've had friends who um, like would record for us but we would do drums there mm. and then like a friend would uh, produce like you know and re- an engineer the album at like in his bedroom right oh guitars you can totally record guitars by putting your cab in a closet or something yeah yeah and then put some foam up and then here we go drums are the hardest one to do yeah so we're always like very big on drummer you gotta fucking play this click yeah (laughs) and it's like we're paying money for you to go into the studio to do this and then we're gonna do drum replacement (laughs) yeah and then so that was always the big thing and so uh once we got to the recording process of the like rhythm and bass and stuff like that it was a little easier because mm-hmm. we're like okay we kind of like let, laid that part down matching with the drums and stuff like that and then where as far as leads go a lot of it and maybe it's like detriment to myself and the songs i don't know they've been good right yeah <laughs> they're great we've uh <laughs> always wrote lead parts in yeah. the studio i guess similar to like vocal harmonies kyle just writes them as he goes he'll like we'll be recording and hanging out he's like i got an idea all right, just record it. I got an idea. Just record it. We very rarely <laughs> scrap ideas. That's <laughs> so, cool, though. So yeah. we go to the studio, especially with vocals. It's like, okay, 20, like I was joking, like it could be 15 to 20 vocal tracks. And then Jeff Force is like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> hey, when you got the momentum, go for it. Down. Like, right, so I'm going to bust yeah. all these to the trash. What I think is weird <laughs> is when bands write in the studio. Like they write their whole album. I mean, obviously, that's it's like the weird. old model, right? That's yeah. like where. The record label would say, right, we got you a studio <laughs> for two months. Here's Turn yeah. something yeah. out. And they live there. $200,000. Well, right, they yeah. get trashed for like three weeks and then they're like, oh, <laughs> shit, we need to record an album. Okay. Yeah. That's why you get like one or two good songs off the album. The yeah. rest is just filler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's totally, yeah, definitely. Or it's like uh, they didn't have any ideas before they went in. Whereas like I'm like, we, you know, have the ideas mainly mm-hmm. like the big chunk of the song and the lyrics and vocals and stuff like that. Um, we did one, like, I think the, our full length that we did back in 2008 or 2007, we kind of mm-hmm. had some songs where it's like we had a verse and then we wrote the song and kind of, yeah. uh, uh, fleshed it out. And then when it's like, we we're in the studio, it's like, okay, we're going to go to vocals next week. <laughs> we book and we got to fucking just cram. And then like the guy who was recording, I'm like, God, oh, dude, we can just write it the day of. And I'm like, no, that's not how you write a song. <laughs> so you get popular. He's like, nah, dude, it's like yeah, fucking like whatever, dude. Don't. He's yeah. like, don't, don't trip, dude. We'll get it done. I'm like, no, you can't just fucking pull lyrics out your ass. Yeah. So we were, Kyle and I would like cry, cram and try and be like, okay, we got to get lyrics. And they turned out well. That but sounds it's like, stressful. I, 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 we <laughs> never want to do that again. Yeah. We, we go in lyrics. Um, very rarely do they change, yeah. but like everything else is kind of like besides the rhythms and chords of a song. Yeah, that's all kind of like set in stone. Everything else to us is like a wash. Like as far as or I guess for guitar, I'm just kind of like, yeah. Here, vocals, harmonies, yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> and sometimes like they add so much more to the song. Like we had uh one of the songs on our full length. Uh, let's see, just letting you know, it's like the last track of the album. I came up with like, this lead line at the like the main and the like part of it and then Kyle um, I had this like lead line that was kind of weird I didn't really I was like oh it doesn't work for guitar and then Kyle ended up matching it and harmonizing to that with vocals and it ended up being mm-hmm. a huge part of the chorus huge part of the intro for guitar that I wrote and here like a bigger part for the outro and then yeah. we'd never played those live because <laughs> <laughs> we can't replicate it um, and I was like yeah sometimes it's for album only have yeah. there been a lot of songs that you guys have recorded where you haven't played you've never played it live and it's like the first time is after the recording is already out or after you've completed the recording 
we have one at the moment that we just can't it just doesn't hit as hard live where it it really is a boring song if you break it down it's two chords okay the whole song is three chords okay total yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's an e an a minor and a g that's it that's the whole song but the main riff and the core the verse is uh e and a minor back and forth okay but without the harmonies and without that lead guitar part, it's kind of like we can skip this. We don't need yeah. it. And uh, we're like okay, okay. when you like we have twenty seven or more fucking songs that we could play besides this one. Let's keep it that an album only one. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it builds up so much more that it's like okay, the vocals yeah. and guitar parts that we <laughs> laid down made so the song so much more interesting and just like the background parts. It's like this is like one that you want to hear on an album. We yeah. play it live. You're like yeah. <laughs> that's probably why some bands that you see, I'm like, why don't they ever play my favorite song? Yeah, that's because we can't. Probably because it sucks. Yeah. Live. Yeah. We'd rather play a cover than play that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was like one. So I think it was called "My Darling" is the name of the song. So okay. if you ever listen to that one, you're like, oh, when you pull everything back and it's just to three people on stage, that's not going to work out. <laughs> so you're saying the next show we play together, if one of us learns the song on the lead <laughs> and vocals, and have, oh shit! <laughs> and if all four yeah. of you guys can sing the Kyle's harmonies, then yeah, we can play that song. Wait, I thought we need 27 people to do Kyle's yeah. harmonies, <laughs> and then we need shakers and <laughs> claps and all that stuff to make it more interesting. I really want to listen to the song. Right and now. very rarely do we like like rely on a song like that to be mm. like, oh, in the studio it's going to be. And now that um. Kyle's getting a lot more into synths and stuff like that and mm-hmm. synth music and retro wave music. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't yeah. know what it is, but yeah. Uh, like, I hear you guys talk about and it. I, and yeah. I know um, our drummer Brian's big into that stuff. I'm like, let's, we can write that and imp- be like, add that to songs and be like, oh, can we replicate that live? No. So we just don't play it live. Yeah. Synth pedal, man. And we, Steve but the thing one. is, like, yeah. we can write, like, I'm not a, like, I think I've always been opposed to, like, if you can't play it live, man, then don't play it. Yeah. Like, we, <laughs> but we have so many songs. I'm like, let's just write music sometimes just for an Recording. album. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I'm like... Not every song and, has to be written for a live setting. Yeah, we were just fucking around the other day um, at band practice, and, like, we always do it in, like, you know... Um, I don't think Brian's the biggest... Our drummer is the biggest fan of Angels and Airways, but I love that okay. stuff. And yeah. I, like, love messing around. Phaser, delay, reverb, <laughs> and I'm just, like... A syncopated delay. You're like then, a fucking king up there. And then I'm like, I'm just just jamming like two two notes and back and forth. And then like Brian started going, yeah. and then Kyle's doing this, just singing a harmony. I'm like, this sounds epic as fuck. I'm like, could we just play this on a song and record it and then add synths and huge like, yo. Fuck yeah. Like percussion and weird shit. I'm like, I don't know. I'm not opposed to it. We're all looking I mean, at you like, yeah, we, what if we just wrote music that sometimes like on an album or an EP that just, that's destined never for the stage. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ra- doesn't Rash play with a click in his ears? So it's not like, uh, he just plays with, uh, or is it just monitor? Monitor. monitor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. I think <sighs> we've never tried with click, but I don't think it's something it's, uh, mainly just to hear the band 
And ever since then, um, yeah, it's it's helped out a lot. I think it's like yeah. he's not blowing out his ears because imagine just yeah. having like, oh, cool, a two by 15, just yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like as we were saying with the, if he had a pair of Eros, maybe, uh, you know, it's like just blowing out his whole fucking ear. I can't hear the jack shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whereas that, it's like, oh, cool. He gets to control the volume coming in and stuff right, like that. Right, right. But that's I don't nice. know. That's uh, as you know, yet again with like a band, if we wanted to add more sounds and stuff like that, We'd have to bring more equipment and stuff like that and even mm-hmm. more band members. But it's like we're not opposed to just like being in the studio to write a song. Yeah. For that only. Yeah. But I kind of got it off off the rails with that. But demoing everything out and kind of figuring out your parts before you go in, that's a great way to kind of streamline, make it quick, save money. But do you ever think that is maybe a detriment to spontaneity and creativity in the I- studio? I think uh, also because you're on the clock, you're like, oh shit, that well, yeah. riff <laughs> cost me fucking fifteen bucks, bro. Yeah, I mean, we have such kind of limited practice time because we basically are once a week, and that doesn't always happen like clockwork, like yeah, like we would hope because you know people have stuff going on, and you know, so it, it makes it hard to to kind of do that, and I'll also have the sort of the groundwork for the song ready if if but. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like sometimes maybe you feel it in the studio and you want to um, lay it down. I think we talked about sort of doing that, like just kind of playing stuff and seeing what comes out. But we didn't really do that because we were cru- we were like pretty crushed for time. Yeah. Right? Like yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think a lot of like even like the writing at home. You know, if if we didn't have the the you know if you didn't have the tools that you have like the pro tools at home yeah. like then you know that'd be one thing but like i feel like sometimes the writing process is spontaneous it's just not mm-hmm. i'm not paying for it yeah you know <laughs> it's like i'm spontaneous when i'm writing the song originally and like i have that spontaneous p- when it's free but not when i'm yeah. like oh cool i'm paying this guy like so much money a day yeah and in order for us to all learn the songs it's got to be kind of we got to plan it out and a lot of it's like send it out you know send the email to everyone with the song and say like hey take a listen to this Try to learn it as much as just you know, yeah. just just so you're hearing it, and then we can start repping it. Um, yeah. I would and, say it's definitely in my nature to 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 try to plan as much as I can, mm. which is totally counter to most of my life that I don't <laughs> plan. <laughs> but uh, yeah, when it comes I to music, this. it's definitely like yeah. I just I mean I've been playing in bands since I was like 14. I was in like a metal band and we yeah. would like sit there, yeah. just me and the guitarist, and we'd sit there for like six hours and write this like the- intricate metal song <laughs> where we'd like program all the drums and record all the guitars. Thinking and every rhythm and stuff like that. And yeah. But like the other thing that Steve hit on is he asked if you guys have ever had a song that you didn't play live until it was recorded, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like already set in stone by the time you played it live. All of our songs we've we've been playing live since way before we recorded it. So we had to do that. The, spont- the, spontane- the spontaneity came maybe like in practice when we were kind of fleshing it out and so it's kind of in mostly final form before we ever go in to record it because we've been repping it and we've been playing it live for a while like all these songs that we recorded um were pretty much all the first songs we started playing like yeah. when, the, when we the band first started so we've been playing these for like three years at least three and a half years yeah so it's like so we've kind of exhausted all the spontaneity all the surprises are yeah. kind of gone <laughs> the magic is gone yeah. Yeah. Like, these the ones again yeah. god let's just record these so we can move on it's, it's nice though like i mean like at the end of the day i don't really care what people think but it is like some part like we we did get some feedback on certain parts of the songs where i'm like yeah i can see why you think that 
And yeah, that is like a filler part. Like the outro of Cubicle, we ended up cutting because like everybody was like, kind of just drags on and meanders to somewhere and doesn't really yeah. sound that like it has any direction. It almost sounds like it's out of left field. I, and so I, I was like, yeah, that, you're totally right. Actually, kind of like field. Yeah, like way back when uh, my one of my buddies came, he's like, these songs are good, but like this one song, I couldn't tell if it was like the same song you were playing because the first half was good and then it just kind of went nowhere. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, okay. So then we actually changed it from that. Right. And we wrote this kind of like palm muty little riff part, like a, which was pretty cool. I liked the part. Um, out of place. It just didn't really fit. Like it didn't add anything to the song except for length. Mm-hmm. And then so we, we actually recorded that part because that was the song up into recording. And then I think we were thinking about it. And I, I told Steve, I was like, I think we just need to cut that part. And it was, we didn't have to go retrack anything. It was yeah. like, it, it was like, well, I did it, it on so, my. I did it in my Pro Tools, and I was like, if I can do a shitty job, yeah. the guy that's recording it can do a better job. I mean, it was so he, unnecessary yeah. to the song that we could literally just pull it back out, and you didn't hear any difference in it. Yeah. So, because it kind of had these like bookends to it, where it wasn't like fluid. Yeah, and and so we we took it out and and just we just cut that part out, and then the song, and it was like so much better. The the energy stays up. Yeah, and uh, it you know songs don't need to be they don't need an extra. 20 or 30 seconds of stuff that doesn't really do anything for it, right? So that yeah. was our spontaneity on that one. We're like, hey, let's just cut this part <laughs> let's out. Look at this part. <laughs> it's easy enough to just it's almost delete. like <laughs> I feel like this is from Spinal Tap or something where it's like I used to joke like you gotta listen to the notes I'm not playing Yeah, those are really brilliant <laughs> those, 20, those 20 seconds that live on the hard drive oh boy <laughs> that's gonna be the beat, beat yeah. sides <laughs> Yeah. Well, I think that's like what jazz musicians used to say. That's actually like a quote from like, I think it's Miles Davis or something. It's like not the notes you play, but it's the silence between. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm really good at those parts. (laughs) Just holding a chord. Yeah. Playing right now, Shutting the fuck up. (laughs) Wailing. Just shred. And then you listen in your head, it's like, (laughs) static. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, uh, I don't know. I, I think we, Killed that topic. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but I think it's uh, time to get on out of here. Let's take this in for a landing. Uh, thank you, uh, Adam, Steve. Yeah. Thanks for thank having you, us. You know, yeah. Hardly human. Uh, we're going to do the plugs. Uh, where can people see you guys play? Where can they hear the band? Uh, so got they, a website. Sh- they guys- should follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Hardly Human Music um, on Instagram, and then just look up Hardly Human. You'll find us. Uh, we have our music on Spotify, Apple Music, uh Bandcamp, YouTube, pretty much anywhere that music is available, we're there. Uh, you can buy it if you like it. Um, support us. We have shirts. And um, you can go on our playlist on Spotify, and we have all the local bands on our playlist. So if you're interested in other San Diego bands, check nice. it out. Uh, a little bit of everything. Some cherry pick songs from pretty much every band that we're aware of. So Hell yeah. Um, we got some Playing Without a Pilot on there. There you oh, go. Yeah. There's a dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, again, we're playing uh, Ken Club January 18th with, uh, I was going to look up the band and I did not, but it's a touring band from Colorado. They're awesome from what I heard. Uh, Roman Watchdogs from Oceanside are playing too. Um, and then on January 30th, House of Blues with Ready, Set, Survive, Fishing for Chips, Aviator Stash, and Rosedale. That one might be sold out. But we do have some tickets. Yeah, we have limited some supply. Tickets. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> is this coming out after we play that? <laughs> no, it'll be out before then. So uh, okay. hit, hit them up. They got uh, free tickets. Uh, They'll be even more scarce by then. If, if you're if you're San Diego, if you're local, you can uh, come down to San Diego, see a show. 
Uh, House of Blues is probably one of the best venues in, in the in the town here. So yeah. that's cool. It's going to be a good one. We also just, I think, we did we book it? Did we book the Casbah on February 10th? Is I that still happening? don't know if it's announced yet, but yeah. Oh, oops. That's okay. Oh, By go. the time this That's comes out, it'll be announced. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. February oh, so 10th with The, the Rough, Rough and Fishing for Chips. Casbah, nice. Monday night. Tim Piles. Tim Piles. Uh, yeah. 91X. 91X. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. That's a, a killer EP you guys got. So I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm de- I've been listening to it a shit ton. So uh, yeah. Awesome, so thanks. check them check out live. Check them out online. Yep. And then um, if you like the show... Uh, you can you know follow along on social media. We have Facebook. We have a, a page <laughs> that we don't do anything on. Um, that's not true. That and we have a group that you can join. That's a little more active. So oh, yeah. go like that. Go join the group. And then we're on Instagram. Uh, we're posting cool shit on the reg. And uh, I don't think we have any. It's been a little, you know couple couple weeks here. But if you guys like the show, you guys can leave a review on iTunes. Hopefully five stars. If you write something, we'll read it on air. And if you really, really like the show, you can help support it on Patreon for as little as $1 a month. But if you guys double down for 2 bucks a month, you guys get an extra episode every week. Uh, you know, you were, we're dropping uh, bonus episodes on the Patreon feed. You get that, you know, a special RSS feed right to your podcast app. And then, uh, you know, just for a little, the support there, we're going to give you a little shouty. Kyle, you got a list of names there? You're going to give got it right here. to me? Baby, give in me my, those shadows! In my shitty handwriting. Hopefully I can you read can everyone's read. name. It's like, what the hell is uh, this? Who the fucking fuck wrote this? Is this a, a cheat <clears throat> code for PlayStation? <laughs> down, down. Oh, yeah, I used to print right. those out. <laughs> <laughs> I have like a book. I'm like, shit, I'm dying. What's the health one? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my friend had one of those written on one of these like yellow like legal pads here. And then I'm like, his he would write so thin uh, like so like squished together imagine like taking your whole like font and just squishing <laughs> yeah. it and I'm like dude you have half the page you could have stretched that out I can't see and you put commas in between each <laughs> and you had to use wrong blue, with you? blue ink on yellow god damn it Vice <laughs> City San Andreas exactly when you're dying I'm like oh, fuck I'm. you're falling you're like jetpack mode you know you gotta get creative you're like save your skin right there <laughs> like cops are on your tail yeah. All right. So we have. Oh yeah, we're reading names. Yeah. Well, I remembered Andrew Walsh, Adam Rohr, Doug King, Doug Gann, and Doug Christ. We got to pile them together. Lots of Dougs. The Doug pile. Du- <laughs> <laughs> have we done that? I don't think so. Doug oh. pile. Doug pile. All right. Abe Newman, Michael Newman, the Newman pile. Aaron Taylor, Nicholas Ogburn, Nicholas Payson. I'm just putting everyone who has like a similar name, put them together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Colin Smith, Jason Fuzzmonger, Joe from Like My Pedals, Will RJ from Just Surprise Me podcast. Um, from the Just Surprise Yeah, I guess. Well, whatever. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, you fucking, I, I'm the one reading the script here. It says JSM, not TJSM. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, RJ from Teletalks. I was on uh, his. YouTube channel. I did an episode of uh, Keep It Simple, Stupid. We ran through the HX Stomp and we created a patch that I could use for playing without a pilot and you can download that. So go, I'll link it in the video. Or sorry, I'll link it in the podcast here. (laughs) I'll link the video to the podcast. God damn, I'm tripping myself up here. So a lot of words there. Get your media straight. Uh, (laughs) Romyorn, Jamie Davis, Jim Bowers, Johnny Ray, Steve, Mike, 
in a flash here <laughs> finally i can cross this name off the list yeah <laughs> finally i can stop contributing works, right? your I patreon don't, I, don't, I, don't, I got what i wanted <laughs> <laughs> uh steve rao from 60 cycle hum uh kevin equits from equits guitars co schneider from the flip and flippers podcast brett alexander alvaro viramontes digger from fatfoot effects Brian from Nutter Guitars, Leon from Pelican Noise Works, Clark Griswold. One day I'll be able to get through that. Family Roadster over there. <laughs> Sean Fahey, Sean Arbo from Gun Street Wiring Shop, Sean Wright from Lollygagger Effects, and Juan Ortiz from Tone Hungry Effects. All right. Well, thanks for everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. Thank you, Hardly Human. Thank you for having us. All right, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.